Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Hello, welcome to the Real Estate 360 Pro Show. And uh, this is Steve Connolly, and, and with me is Jason Miles. We're partners in real estate. Yes, indeed. Mr. Miles. Well, well, this is our inaugural episode. This is episode number one, so I'm obviously very, very excited to be here uh, talking about real estate, sharing what we know. Uh, this show's going to be all about, you know, real estate and m- the many, many different layers that there are as it relates to real estate. The most important thing I think that people should know is this is not – I repeat, this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. There is work, there is effort, there is time that could, that's going to need to go into this. Yeah. And you got to know that you have to put it in to do it. Now, it's not going to take you 30 years to find success. This isn't your you know, regular, average, everyday, mundane kind of career. This is a lifestyle, which I like to talk about a lot. I mean, I think that that's what we live, a real estate lifestyle. This is, and this is part of our lifestyle. And this show is going to be on every single week. So we're going to be loading you guys up with tons of real estate information. That's right. And it's going to be so much you're not going to – your head's going to spin a little bit, but that's okay uh, because we're going to be here again next week, and we have a whole lot of other stuff that we're doing around it just to help you. We, we love what we're doing. It's a lifestyle, and we like talking about it. We like sharing it because we know that it will come back to us. You know, That's one right. way or the other. It's so, Steve, I got to ask you a question. Just one? Well, it's probably more than one, but <laughs> okay. I'm going to start with one now. It's, it's, actually, a, it's actually a two-part question. Mm. You know, who are you and why should I be listening to you and your advice? Well, that's a great question. I, here I, I have been in real estate for, and I've been saying this for a number of years, I've been in real estate for 35 years. Now, that's not counting. Um the painting and the cleaning and helping my parents with some rental property that they had. That's not counting the time when I bought a mobile home to rent to other college students. When, when I was at the university of Georgia, um, found out I didn't like that at all. I sold that thing pretty quick because you know what, with rental property, you know, people call you with repairs Mm. And, and I was studying, you know, I didn't have time for that anyway. So, uh, back in 1987, I decided to go full time. I just stopped everything else I was doing. Yes, I had obligations. I had a house payment. I had two cars, a wife, two kids. And I stopped whatever else I was doing. That had to be nervous. <laughs> yeah, it was a little <laughs> nerve-wracking, yeah. But, you know, because I, I, I asked myself the question, I said, what would I be doing if I could do anything I wanted to do? And bam. Real estate investing came right there. And so I said, all right, that's what I'm doing. Now, yes, that took some um, courage, I guess. Or maybe you would question my sanity. Or I don't know. Um, but And then, then what I did was I just looked at, hey, we didn't have the inter- internet back then. Right. We didn't have any of that stuff. We had MLS and realtors. And, and so I pulled a bunch of MLS stuff. And uh, started looking at houses, and I did that from dusk to dawn until, you know, I couldn't see anything else, and then I went home. <laughs> and, well, well, now, I think that's really interesting because you, you started from nothing, right? You just had yeah. an idea, basically. Yeah. Now, 
most of the listeners right now, they can't necessarily see you, and they don't see this big city Steve that I'm sitting in front of, right? Where do you come from? <laughs> That's a big city Steve. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm from Hickory, North Carolina, and so, you know, you got to ask that question. Who's Why would I listen to a guy that came from a city or a town that's that has hick in it? <laughs> I don't know. But the reason you should probably listen to me is because I've made every mistake you can imagine in real estate investing and figured out which ones not to do again. And you didn't start in a big city. No. So a lot of people think that they have to be in this super hot market to find success in real estate. And the reality of it is there are a plethora of people, yourself, myself included, that didn't necessarily have to start in a big city market, uh, although I did, uh, I did personally, but you didn't have to do that, which just shows that anyone can do this absolutely anywhere at any time. Yeah. Now, I actually started in Anderson, South Carolina. That's definitely not a big city. I didn't start. It's in a lot bigger than Hickory. Yeah, that's Fair true. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, this is, um, this is a, we're partners here. That's I'd right. like for you to tell everybody why they should be listening to you. Well, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a really long story, but I'm going to give you the abbreviated version. Okay. So I was born and raised in St. Paul, Minnesota, started traveling early in life. I was involved in the entertainment business. My stepfather was an entertainment guy, quasi, that is a lot of friends in the entertainment business. And I caught that bug early. <clears throat> so that was my first career. Now, when that career was ending, I was 27 years old. I had purchased some real estate in different places uh, only to save money, not to make money. It wasn't my intention at all. But when I got out of that business and sold that real estate, I accidentally made money, if you will. And that unexpected income kind of held me over for the next two or three years while I was deciding what to do. I didn't know what to do, and it was staring me in the face the whole time. I was trying to figure it out. Uh, anybody that <clears throat> has left a career to try to figure something out kind of understands, you know, you're just kind of stuck in this place where you just don't know what to do because all you've ever done is all you can really think about or, or things associated with that. That's a great point. Yeah. You know, we don't know what we don't know, right? That's exactly right. Mm. The next thing you know, I had this epiphany. It said, hey. You accidentally made money in real estate. Why not try to do real estate? Did you make more money in real estate accidentally than you did in the entertainment business? Eventually. 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 Okay, My right. first two and a half years was painful. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm in wicked. on those particular projects. Oh, man. It was, it was rough. And you were. In fact, I got my first one from you. Yeah. Uh, my first one. But uh, I started to make money after that one, actually. So that was at the end of that. Uh, first two and a Just half Just don't years. blame you for that one. I won't blame you for it. That, was a, <laughs> that in and of itself was a special, special Ooh, kind of Oh, baby, that was something else. But uh, <laughs> I just started working and working, and, and I talk about this two and a half years. And in that two and a half years, I made absolutely every mistake possible. Doesn't mean I didn't make mistakes after that, but I made them all inside that first two and a half years. So that's why we should listen to you, too, because we've all... We both made every mistake possible. Well, listen, there's a lot of different schools of thought out there, right? Some people say, hey, listen, I want to listen to the guy or the person that is super, super uber successful and hasn't made the mistakes. 
well, I'm on the other side of that equation. You know, I want to hear about the person that made all, all the mistakes. I want to learn from the mistakes they made. I want to see that they yeah. came back from that and utilize that, that information that they gathered from the pain that they went through because it is painful to, to kind of, I want to help others, you know, minimize that curve and get there a little faster. I wish that I had known uh, someone in those first two, two and a quarter years that was able to give me just a little bit of insight. I mean, I wasn't even aware of infomercials because I was in the entertainment business. I was up all night. When the infomercials were on, I was at the club. <laughs> so oh. I didn't see any of that stuff, you know? Party animal. I was a party animal. <laughs> party animal was what it was. But that's what it is. I mean, we have been doing this, and I've been doing it now for 18 years. Or as I like to say, this is my eighth anniversary of my 10th year in the business. That's so, confusing. <laughs> exactly. It's a and mathematical I'm good equation. At math. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, 18 years for me in doing it, working with you collectively gives us just over 50 years. And that's a lot of experience. That's a lot of know-how. That's a lot of running around the country, uh, dealing with people, different personalities, different expectations, uh, whether they're buyers, sellers, investors, partners. I mean, the list can go on and on. And we've pretty much done it all at this point. I can't think of anything other than a skyscraper. Right. Uh, that we haven't we, done that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've done a mobile home park. Have you? No, no, I can't say that I've done them. I've been Everything a, else a witness so. to them being done. <laughs> right. You know, but uh, I haven't done them myself. Let but me say else. something really quick about this because uh, we, we're partners. And whether we're doing something individually over here or we're doing something collectively together, you know, it doesn't really matter. We're just partners. Right. And um, what I've noticed is that it, it, when you have a partner in a business like this, you, you get a lot more creative than just being by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Have you guys ever heard of Bill Gates and Bill Allen? Absolutely. Sure. How about Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak? Mm -hmm. Now, the great thing about that, those guys is, you know, they had – Two minds creating a third more powerful mind. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but that's right. The great thing about the, the, that partnership is you don't have to have the same first name to get you know to be partners. Yeah, that was a joke. They got okay. it. They got it. Okay, giggle, giggle, ha ha. Anyway, so <laughs> Miles and I are partners, and you know I cannot come up with all the great ideas by myself, but between the two of us, man, there's it just expands like crazy. So all I'm saying is if you're looking at doing this, find a partner to do it with and, and glum on to us if you want to in the meantime if you can't find anybody and have some fun. That's right. And, and truly about uh, working with a partner, it's, a, it's about synergy, right? It's about utilizing strengths and weaknesses. Even if you have some of the same strengths, strengths and weaknesses, they're not going to be expressed at the exact same time. So where I might be weak, Today, in a particular place, you might be strong there today in a particular place. And that is truly, truly, truly the benefit of having a partner. But you have to find that synergy, and it starts with honesty and openness. Right. And, uh, I mean, you're in a relationship, right? For all intents and purposes, this is a relationship that we have. You know what's going on in my life. I know what's going on in yours. We know when we're going out of town. We know when we slept in or when we had to stop early to take a nap, right? So yeah. these are the things that have to be discussed when you have this. But 
I think we need to take a break and, and send this on to uh, our sponsorship for a minute. By golly, I think you're right. Your source for financial news. This is Biz 1190. WAFS Atlanta. Radio from the heart of Buckhead. That's always right on the money. Welcome back to the Real Estate 360 show. Uh, this is Steve Conley and Jason Miles. Hey, hey. And listen, we, we took a few minutes here. You know, this is our inaugural show. Um, to, just to give you an idea of who we are and where we're coming from and what we're doing. And you're listening to a couple guys that are doing real estate investing. And that's important. I'm going to say it again. We are doing the real estate investing. We're not standing in front of a group of people, you know, selling them a course and saying, you know, I used to do real estate or whatever they did. I, I'm not, you know, nothing wrong with any of that. That's, that's a great place to start if that's what you want to do. But you're listening to a couple guys that are doing the real estate investing. So this show is about really you and what it is, you know, that we can give to you about real estate investing. And we're going to talk about mainly there's four questions that are always asked. And we always ask them and you're asking them uh, when you're starting to look for real estate investing. We're going to cover those four questions and we're going to cover the formulas that are really necessary to know when you're out there buying and selling. That's right. I think that a lot of people come to these shows. I mean, there are a ton of people that are listening to business-related, real estate-related shows. They're looking for information, you know, processes, connections in some cases, or just opportunity in general, one way or another. Well, I can tell you that what you're going to get from this show is, you know, you're not going to get a bunch of the sizzle, uh, if any. You're going to get meat and potatoes. How do you do it? Yeah, but I, I want some sizzle. You want a little sizzle? Yeah. Go to Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> Are those still around anymore? There's a few. Okay, I've, I've right. seen a few here and there. <laughs> but I think there was one in Columbus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, it is extremely important to us that information is shared with you that is actionable right now, today. Things that you can go out and do now to start your business, do better in your business, expand your business, whatever it is for you. You know, these things are immensely important for you to to find success in this business. But again, I must reiterate, it is going to take some commitment. It is going to take some time. You are going to have to put forth the effort. And that simply means watch a little less television throughout the week, because that's pretty much what people do. You know, I understand if you're coaching little league and, you know, you got to drive the kids here and there. And that, that does take time. But if you can dedicate five to 10 hours a week, a week, excuse me, spread out throughout the week, not all at once, dedicate that to the business that you want to do. Dedicate that to the lifestyle that you want to create for yourself and your family. You will find success with the information that we share with you on this show. You know, I I can't tell you how many times I've said, thank you. God for real estate investing, you know, because along with some of those mistakes, you know, uh, I've started from absolutely nothing, you know, two or three times, you know. So, so how did you do it the first time? What uh, did you do? The, what do you mean the first time? Your very first deal. How my, did you, when you said, I'm sick and tired of. I don't remember that is. one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but I was the first one you remember. But I would like to talk about the first one that I did that was an assignment of contract. Absolutely. Uh, uh, some people call that a flip. And and I was telling one of the producers here earlier that 
when somebody says, oh, so you do flips. And I get confused when they say that because to me a flip is I'm going to write a contract on a property and then I'm going to sell that contract. Right. I'm not going to buy the house. I'm not going to do all the repairs or any of that stuff. I'm just going to flip the contract. And maybe that's the difference because everybody else is talking about flip the house, you know, buy, fix it up and resell it. And so that's a fix and flip. And, but I want to talk about the first time I heard about writing a contract, finding something to value, you know, you've got to know the numbers. You got to know all the numbers if you're going to do a wholesale transaction like Correct. that. And so I, I rent, I found a house and I'd been doing some real estate already. This was, Hey, this was a long time ago. This is probably 30 some odd years ago when I did this particular property. And, uh, so I found what I thought was a great deal and I started marketing it and man, I was terrified. I was almost afraid of that for some reason. I have no idea. And I has, you know, I had quite a bit of experience in real estate, but this particular project just scared the hell out of me. Um, I, I, I'd only been more scared one time, and that's when I was standing on the strut of an airplane getting ready to, to let go, <laughs> thank God, with a parachute on. And uh, anyway, so I did this transaction, and I sold it and actually closed it, and I made 500 bucks. you know? Yeah. I, I, and it be, all of a sudden, okay, wow, that just opened the door for me. Like, this really works. Right. So that's – did that answer your question? Yeah, it did. I mean – but that is the perfect place for the vast majority of people that don't have a lot to work with financially uh, to start. Because the reality of it is, you know, if you've got a lot of time, you generally don't have a lot of money. If you have a lot of money, you generally don't have a lot of time. So your investment strategy is going to have to be kind of predicated on what you do have an abundance of. Is it time or is it money? So if you don't have a lot of money and you do have a lot of time, or at least 10 hours a week, finding the real estate, putting it under contract, and selling it to an investor that does want to do the renovation is a solid way to make a little bit of an income. Absolutely. And even with that, there are, there are subsections to that particular um, uh, strategy that will allow you to also create an additional monthly income for yourself. You know? Like so, what? Give me some Well, like I'll tell you, you, you got to put, you got to put that. Let me, let me tell you what I'm saying. Here. Tell, tell let me, me tell you what I'm Just saying. Tell me. <laughs> so if, if you're going to put forth the effort to go and find the real estate, however you're doing that, whether it's knocking on doors, putting up flyers, sending out mailers, whatever that is, you're going to get some telephone calls, right? Right. Some of those people that are going to call you are going to have different types of issues. Some people are going to, you know, have there someone will have left them a property. Maybe it was their parents' house and their parents passed away. Maybe it's their uh, property and they're getting behind in the mortgage, or maybe it's their property and they have a tenant that continues to just tear up this property. And the list goes on and on. Maybe they were in college and they had a mobile home they didn't want or something. Could be that. Could be. There's money in double wides. There sure is. <laughs> so, <laughs> there is. So these people are going to call you. So, once you learn, of course, to negotiate, which is part of what we're going to be talking and teaching about here, once you learn to negotiate that deal, you can, one, either put that property under contract to wholesale it to someone else 
and we'll go over some examples and what the numbers look like. So maybe you put it under contract, and the average contract for most people is about a $3,000 profit once they sell it, sometimes more. I mean, we've done deals where we've made $25,000, $30,000 and more. Right, um, and, and we never bought the property? Never once. Uh, we didn't. Did we fix it? Didn't fix it. No. May did have we, put down a little earnest money. Okay. Did we pay any closing costs or anything like Absolutely that? Absolutely not. No, why not? Because that's not our job. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's not our job. Our job is to simply flip the contract <laughs> okay. if that's what we're doing. So is that legal? It is 100% legal, and I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> okay. Because here's what a lot of people do, and I know we're kind of getting off here for a second. Yeah. But a lot of people say, you know what, I want to get involved in real estate. And you know what the first thing they do is? The very first thing they do is call up a real estate school. You know, right. they want to go get their realtor's license. Right. Right. And when you go to the three weeks of realtor school that they give you, and it's all about how to fill out the contracts that are, you know, the state recognized deals. I did that real school. I did it as well just to see how unaffected or ineffective (laughs) uh, it truly was. Not because I was already in real estate when I had done it, but I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the instructor teach these people in this class what they can do and what they cannot do, what is quote unquote legal and illegal, as, as uh, it was stated in the class. And, of course, I had to raise my hand and, and beg to differ. No, 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 that's incorrect. This is what – now, that instructor's only comeback after I had done that a few times was, sir, it's obvious that you have some experience in real estate. This is for the beginners, people that are just starting out. We don't want them to jump in that deep. Well, why not? Why would you go to a class where they're teaching you how to do something the wrong way because they think that you can't mentally handle it today. That's right. ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So don't, if you want to be a real estate investor, that's just not the way to go. Now, if you just want to have your real estate license, you want to become a broker and you want to be an investor, you can do those things by all means. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm simply telling you that there are different levels of education that let's, you need to focus on. Let's make this perfectly clear. The real estate, course is to teach people how to represent other people. Absolutely. If you want to be a real estate investor, you're representing yourself and you do not need a real estate license to represent yourself. You're free to go buy and sell houses on your own. This is still a free market economy called capitalism. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is a whole nother conversation yeah, that's right. right but uh so anyway this is what you do you go out you put it under contract you go through well first you have to go through the numbers so you have to say okay here's one two three main street and you use some simple free techniques right now to determine what the arv or the after repair value is right a lot of people use zillow i know we use zillow what do, what do you mean after repair value? the after repair value i'm glad you asked that again steve yes so the after repair value is what that property could sell for when it's all fixed up pretty shiny and just move in ready, right? Now, this house might be, in its current condition today, might be falling in on itself, right? The, the roof might be collapsing. The doors could be kicked in. The windows could be gone. You know, it could be a place that you can only find in your nightmares, right? Right, okay. But if someone was willing to come in and do the work because they were able to purchase it for the right price mm-hmm. and renovate it for the right price, you could make a lot of money right in the middle. 
by simply wholesaling that deal or flipping that contract to an investor that is willing to do all the work in terms of the renovation and put it on the market. So that's what the after repair value is. But we're going to kick to a break for a second, and we're going to get right back into the back end of how to and do And I want to have a question for you when we get back. I can't wait about to hear. that. I can't wait to hear. Okay. Broadcasting from the heart of Buckhead, this is WAFS Atlanta. Talk, business, all day. We're Biz 1190, and we're always right on the money. Okay, we're back with uh, the Real Estate 360 show. Hey, listen, sometimes I'm saying Real Estate 360 Pro show, and sometimes I'm saying Real Estate 360 show. You know, some of that has to do with our branding. So just, you know, go with it. And, uh, and, and one of our tag slogans, by the way, is from the show to the pro. So we want to take you with all this information that we're going to give you through this show so that you can be a pro like we are. And by gosh, we are pros. Absolutely. And, uh, so I had a question for you before we went to the break last time, which was, so now they found this house, right? Correct. And uh, they go down to the bank, and the bank will lend money on that, won't they? Well, it depends on the kind of bank you go to, right? <laughs> okay, right. So if you so go where do to, they get the money? You know, know, they just it, get the the bank will do that. If, They'll do a mortgage loan on that house. If right? you want to buy this house, and this house is falling in on itself, and you happen to bank with you know whatever national brand bank that's around the corner from your house because it's easy to get to on your way to and fro. Yeah, whoever does mortgages, right. They're definitely not going to do this deal for Why not? Because you don't have enough cash. I have plenty of cash. If you got plenty of cash, then you're going to have to use it, <laughs> right? Because your typical everyday average bank is going to look at this place and say, absolutely not. Are you out of your mind? There's no way we're going to lend you money. Do you, you have mean a they track record? You mean they don't lend money on houses that don't have roofs? They're not generally going to do it oh, if okay. you don't have a track record. Now, if you've got a little money and a little bit of a track record and, and you go in there and some other collateral, than house. Other, exactly. <laughs> something else they can steal from you if you fail yeah. in this uh, endeavor, they're just not going to give it to you. So you have to find private money. That's hard money. That's people that you know. Um, there's, a, there's an infinite number of ways for you to raise money for that. And one of the most prominent things I hear from people when you say, hey, Go raise money is, well, I don't know anyone with money. You know, I don't come from money. Well, neither did I. You know, when I was a, a trainee, a manager trainee, because I went to school, went to the University of Georgia, and then I came out, and, I, and you know what I wanted to do? What's that? I wanted to be a retail store manager. Shooting for the, for the stars, everybody. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> what? Are you out of your freaking mind? Uh, oh, there's an edit. <laughs> but uh, yeah i wanted to do that and so i did it and uh the manager there was a pretty sharp guy and and you know i had no money i was just out of college i was making whatever it was you know this was a long time ago so it wasn't very much money and the, so the manager was watching me and, and i was sales you know i was in sales and he came over to me one day and he said listen steve just because you don't have any money doesn't mean Everybody else doesn't have any money. That's correct. Right. That's correct. You know, I have a friend who, before the crash, was a uh, 
you know, one of those financial guys with the Series 7 and the Series 6, all this other stuff that you need to go and, you know, invest people's money in the stock market, right? So he got into this business to obviously change his life because he wanted to earn money because someone told him and proved to him that, hey, just because you don't have money, just because everyone you know in your immediate circle is kind of struggling, right. doesn't mean there's not a, a lot of money flooding in the market or waiting to flood the market. And he simply just showed him some statistics of people that are out there with money. In fact, you know, we are right now in a situation where we have a lot of retirees that have a lot of retirement monies sitting in these accounts that they have to start taking distributions on to the tune of a couple trillion bucks. The baby boomers. That's right. They're going to have to do something with that money. Well, but do we know anybody in the baby boomer category? It's possible that we know someone oh. <laughs> that is in the baby boomer right. age group. Right? Yeah. So there are a lot of things that the baby boomers are thinking about because people are living longer, right? Yeah. So when they were planning for retirement, they weren't planning to live to 95 years old. You know, they just weren't. That wasn't what the expectation was. Now that's what they're telling you to plan for. So they're looking at what they do have and saying, well, look, I got to take these distributions. What am I going to do with these distributions? Because we need the income. If I just go pay off my mortgage, is that the right thing to do? It's killing a bill, but it's reducing potential income for the future. So I need to generate income as opposed to pay down that debt. And that's exactly what they think about. So I got to tell you that it's not a matter of who you know today. It's just not. And it's not a matter of going to networking events and saying, hey, listen, I've got a real estate project. Will you invest in my deal? It's not that at all. In fact, I don't recommend people do that at all. You don't go and ask people for money. You go out and you develop relationships and you look at them and you say, hey, listen, who do you know that might want to invest in an opportunity such as this? Here's what the numbers look like. So this is a very indirect way of saying, I have an opportunity. I'd like you to take a look at it. But take a look at it for someone that you might know that has some liquidity. Right, because we know you don't have any money. That's correct. <laughs> you know, we've, we've got a guy. I mean, We've they got, could take that as an insult, but that's okay. <laughs> but you just, you just never know, though. You never know. And it, it is truly the power of numbers, the power of people. Yeah. Who you know is infinitely more powerful than generally who you are. Absolutely. <laughs> so you can't be who you are without the people that you know. And that's all about developing relationships. It's all about it. And if we, you know, if in, in that process, as long as we're, thinking from their point of view. In other words, hey, if you showed up and handed me this piece of paper, what I, or instead of me handing it to them, would I look at it and say, wow, this is a great deal? Or would I say, these guys are, why would I do that? You know. So if you can think of things from other people's points of view and make sure that it's a win-win you know, opportunity for them as well as for us, or yourself, and you're you're looking pretty good. Then. Absolutely. But I just want to take a minute and go back to the process of starting from nothing to find a deal yeah. and how to put that under contract. Okay. So for those of you that are listening to this and you're saying, well, listen, you guys are funny. Uh, we, we either look funny or we sound funny, right? Maybe both. <laughs> right. Um, but I need to know how to get started. The stories are great. So here's what it is. If you have nothing, I'm going to tell you how I started. 
after the crash. Okay. After I made money, lost it in the crash because I wasn't diversified properly and had to start back over as a single father with no money. Right. So I didn't have the $1,200 that I would have liked to invest in a direct mail campaign. I had $300 and that $300 was it. That was gas money. That was grocery money. (laughs) That was marketing money. That was earnest money. So I was looking for a very specific kind of deal. Yeah. But no money deal. It's right. Or or very little money. But again, if you have no money, you have a lot of time. I had a plenty. (laughs) I had plenty of time. So what I did was. Now, let let, let me point out one quick thing. mm -hmm. You not only had time, but you also knew what the hell to do. I did know what to do. Yeah. And so that's the benefit, which is why we're sharing it. So here's what you do. You have nothing but a little time. And it could be just time on the weekend. Right. So what I did was I went to my very old computer (laughs) with my very old printer and I went into the uh, word section and I looked for flyers and I created flyers inside the the word program four to a sheet. I printed off 50 sheets. I took my handy meat shears and I cut them into quarters (laughs) and I put my children in the car. And we went door knocking. Okay, wow. That you know, takes we found guts, doesn't that's it? That's what we do. That's what we do. You know, I found an ugly house yeah. in the neighborhood. I, I started taking pictures of it, and I do it at, very strategically at a at a certain time of the day when sure. I know that the nosy neighbor is going to be watching because I want to drum up some conversation. So I go out and I'm knocking on the door. Well, I first I find the ugly house, and I'm walking around the house, and I'm taking pictures of it with my camera. I'm looking to see who's looking, you know, trying to be, you know, conspicuous, but inconspicuous with my looking to see who's looking. Right. <laughs> right. So I see that I'm being watched and I go to the front of the house and I put one of the flyers in the door. I go to the house where the lady's looking and I say, excuse me, ma'am, do you know who owns this house over here? I see that the grass has been cut. So someone must come around to do that, you know, semi-frequently. Do you know who owns it? And then she proceeds to tell me the story Mm. about, you know, who used to live there, what happened to them. And, you know, she doesn't really know who owns it now. They just know that these people came and, you know, boarded it up and they cut the grass, which could be the bank or whoever. And then the conversation is, well, if you know anyone else around here anywhere that's selling a house or that needs to sell a house, here's my flyer. My name is Jason Miles. My number is here. My email address is there. If you know anyone you know, you know, we can pay you uh, a finder's fee if we buy and or sell that property. And it's just started the ball rolling. So it took me about five weeks of doing that. Now, when I say five weeks, I'm not talking about five weeks every day, five, six, seven hours a day of doing this. I'm talking about spending about five, seven hours a week for five weeks to find the right deal. And the right deal was I knocked on a door. A lady was willing to sell her house. She was like, look, it's leaking in the kitchen. I don't have the money to fix it. I just went through a divorce. We were married for X number of years. I just got to get out of this. I want to buy a condo. Hold that thought. Yes. Because I, I want to take this last 60 seconds of this segment. Absolutely. To, to explain what's going on here. We sound like we might be all over the board a little bit, you know, with what we're talking about here. Yeah. It's, we're not. 
uh, we, there's a very precise thing that we're doing here. We've got four questions that we know that everyone asks. I, I mentioned them earlier. And those four questions are, where do you find the house? Where do you find the money? How much does it cost to fix it? And then who do you sell it to or, or how do you sell the house? Those are the four questions. And so we've kind of hit on two of those questions already. Yeah. And we're going to follow, we're going to finish up with that story right after this message. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833-WILL-BUY. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. Okay, welcome back to Real Estate 360 Show. Uh, this is Steve Conley with Jason Miles. Hey, hey. And uh, first thing I would like to do, you know, he was right in the middle of a story. I know it was engaging and everything, but uh, we're, we want to do a little promo for something that we think you'll love it. It's called Wholesaling 301. Okay, so this is how to do what we're talking about right now. Absolutely. And, and we're doing a physical uh, session. Let's, I don't really want to call it a seminar. Uh, it's going to be in Smyrna. We'll get you the details later. But if you go to realestate360pro.com, realestate360pro.com, you'll have all the information there. You can it, sign up there. You can sign up there and you can pay, you know, an exorbitant amount of money, you know, (laughs) to to, to actually come because we're going to charge you 20 bucks. But will I get something to eat while I'm there? Uh, Do you want something to eat? I I would love a donut. I'm looking at you and I know you always want something to eat. Well, my body's always eating itself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, we're going to actually feed you too. We're going to give you a continental breakfast now. That means Dunkin' Donuts and maybe some wheat toast, maybe not. And some orange juice and some uh, coffee. And some fruit. And some fruit. That's right. Got to have the food plate. So that's 10, 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock Saturday. Uh, let me see. That is July the 13th. Saturday, July the 13th. Saturday, July 13th yep. from 10 to 12. And that is realestate360pro.com from 10 to 12. Now, just before we went to the break, you were talking about knocking on people's doors that you didn't know and scaring them or something. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So <laughs> I, I call this the ugly house technique, right? right? So that's what we call this. It's the ugly house technique. So I found an ugly house. I made myself known to the general public there in, you know, in the area uh, that I'm interested in buying. And I kept going back to that same neighborhood, knocking on doors with my you know, quarter-page homemade uh, real estate investment, I'll buy your house flyers, right? You had a clipboard with you too, didn't you, right? I did have a clipboard. Those clipboards, man, those things, <laughs> they set you apart. It's no, almost they, like wearing a badge. You're official. <laughs> you're official. And uh, But, of course, I keep my pen always in my hair where I generally lose it because I have long hair. You just have to see me. But um, So, anyway, it took me about five weeks to get my first deal. So I knocked on the door. This lady was like, yeah, I've been looking at selling the house. How much can you offer me? So, you know, I did my quick numbers. I already knew what the values were in the neighborhood because I've been in the neighborhood for a while. I studied the neighborhood for a reason before I went there. I knew what the values were going to be. So the only thing left for me to determine was how much it was going to cost me to renovate this house. 
which we've gotten quite good at over the years. Yes. So we've got forms that we fill out right there, and I can write down based on the square footage of the house uh, everything I need to know within about a five to seven percent, you know, degree of certainty that it's going to cost approximately this much money to fix this house. So I was able to sit there and say, okay, I know that this house is worth one hundred and ninety thousand if it's fully renovated beautifully. Can't we just do two hundred? Yeah. You don't want to push the envelope. No, but I'm talking about for math. Oh, for this purpose. Yes, right. Okay, so for this purpose, the house was worth $200,000. Okay. Right? (laughs) We're going to do simple math. It was $70,000 to renovate the house. Now, a hard money lender, which is not your typical bank. This is someone that you can go to generally if you have challenged credit, you have a little bit of cash, you don't have enough money to take it down. But generally, most investors are going to be using some form of private money and hard money is a part of that. That is that is how we base our numbers on when we're buying a house. It's based on equity lending. Exactly. We're not going to talk about that now. No. We need, you know, need to save something for the next show. That's right. So, we just want to know what the what the lenders are going to loan on it. Once we know that, I can take that 200,000 and I, and in this particular case I can take 70% of that number. Yeah. And 70% of 200000 is $140,000. So this lender, generally any lender in the local community, sometimes they're going to be a little more, but generally speaking, they're going to loan $140,000 all in on that property. Now, all in means the amount of money you buy it for, the amount of money it's going to take for you to renovate it or for someone to renovate it, and the amount of profit that you want to make in this deal, Right. So we've determined that this property is going to take $70,000 to renovate it, $70,000 to renovate it. So you're going to take that off of the 140. You're going to subtract that from the 140. So that leaves a potential offer of $70,000. Right. You got that now? You follow me now? You follow me now? I'm with you. We're just backing numbers away. So 70% of the after repair value leaves 140 minus the cost to renovate which was 70, leaves 70,000, but we're missing one very important thing, your profit. So how much money do you want to make on this deal? Right? Aren't you making um, the 30% already? Absolutely not. That 30% is going to go directly to whoever is going to renovate and retail that house to the end buyer, which is the homeowner. Oh, so you're you're talking about wholesaling this? Deal. I'm wholesaling this baby. Oh, okay, all right. It's got to be wholesale. Why? Because you need the money. Because I'm broke. I've got three hundred bucks. <laughs> okay, right. Right. I got three hundred bucks, and at this point, five weeks later, I don't have three hundred bucks anymore. I've now, literally you're down, got, you're down to like two fifty because you uh, had to get gas and go. Over I, I've there. had to get gas and groceries. Believe me, <laughs> I can stretch fifty dollars in groceries. <laughs> right. I can stretch it. I was in college, baby. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. so I gotta love a ramen noodle, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so in this case, I wanted to make ten thousand dollars. So sixty thousand dollars would have been my maximum offer, or some people call it your Mayo, your M A O, your maximum allowable offer. So I didn't go in at sixty though. I went in at fifty. I offered fifty thousand dollars to buy this house. She didn't go for it. We sat there for about 20 minutes negotiating. It didn't take forever. It took about 20 minutes to negotiate, and I actually wound up backing off of my number a little bit. We agreed to $62,000. Wow. 
which still gave me an eighty thousand, an eight, excuse me, eight thousand dollar profit margin. Add a zero. You got to add. I'm always adding a zero. <laughs> Hashtag add a zero, right? If you can make eight, you can make eighty. Reminds me of dodgeball, but uh, <laughs> but I put that property under contract for sixty two thousand dollars with a ten day contingency. Wow! So a hundred dollars earnest money that I didn't have to give her right then and there. I had ten days to do my due diligence. That's inspecting the property, which I've already done. I only put that in the contract, so I have ten extra days to market it without coming out of my pocket any money. Yes. Any money. So what do I do then? Once the contract is signed, we signed it right there. $62,000 right there. I immediately jumped in my car, went home. You know, I took all the pictures I needed while I was there. I put up an ad on uh, Facebook. I put up an ad on Craigslist and anywhere else that I could think of to put ads. And I put this property out there for $75,000 because a good investor is going to negotiate the price. Right? So I put it out there for $75,000. I got a buyer in, I think, five days. Okay. I think it was five because I had an email list as well, oh. which we'll talk about how to build that a little bit, you know, in the time coming up. Yeah. But I put it out there to my email list and, and on social media, the social media outlets that I had access to at the time. And in five days or so, I had a buyer yeah. with $1,000 earnest money. Mm. put the thousand dollars earnest money, non-refundable by the way, put it with the attorney. The lady closed it in two weeks. I made $8,000, but I took five of that, which, you know, we're, we're always looking to add the zero, right? Oh yeah. So I took course. five of that and went back into uh, another deal. I started marketing right away and I, I worked with her to make a little bit more money on that property by managing that property as well. But the short version of this story is it took me five weeks to find a deal. Right. It took me roughly three weeks to get a buyer and close on that deal and turn a hundred dollars. So you made something out of nothing. Absolutely. No, no, I would never call it something out of nothing because there is effort there, right? Absolutely. That's not nothing. Your time, your energy is worth something. And if you devalue it to the point where you can say something out of nothing, and when you listen to people that tell you that you can turn something in, you know, nothing into something, your time, your energy, that, that education that you had to get, that wasn't nothing. That was a lot of, a lot of pain for some of us, a lot of money for some of us. It was pretty significant. Boy, pretty I walked significant. into that one, didn't I? <laughs> listen, Absolutely. Uh, let me take a quick recap. Because uh, we're going to finish up here in a minute, but so, you know the four questions we have already answered those four questions. You know we we talked about where to find the the properties, where to find the money, uh, how how do you calculate the fix up, and then who do you sell it to? We we've already covered it. Now we've only scratched the surface of that of those four questions. And in the meantime, tell us about this uh, seminar again, real quick. Well, again, all of this that we're talking about now and everything that we're going to be talking about in the future and all in between is going to be at the Wholesaling 301 event on July 13th, 13th Saturday, July 13th, 10 o'clock so at 10 a.m. But make sure you go to the www.realestate360pro.com and sign up there. 
and you'll find the location. Uh, Miles and I will both will both be there. It'll be emailed to you. But we want to thank you for coming. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. From Wall Street to Peachtree, this is Biz 1190, WFS Atlanta. Worldwide at biz1190.com. It's business radio that's always right on the money.